And glad to have you with us here on the Fifth Quarter Podcast. Another episode, 103 miles between each other. George Koff here on the mic, along with my good friend Desmond McLaughlin. And today we have our first guest of the season in this 60th episode overall. Desmond's good friend, Ethan Signs here with us from Frisco, Texas. Going to join in and talk about Texas OU, TCU, Texas Tech, and of course, among other things, A&M and Alabama. But Desmond... We are going into October, our second week of October for college football play this season. You ready to get into it? All right, George, let's get this, man. All righty, all righty. We'll start things off and get things right going from the get-go. As Texas A&M played Mississippi State at Kyle Field this past weekend. And let's just be honest, um, closer, I feel like like we all said it was going to be close. Let's just let's put that out there for a second. We said it was going to be close. AM was going to need to bring the offense. They did to a certain point in the first half. And then things just definitely came to a standstill in that second half. And, you know, I think the biggest factor is when you're when you're kicking field goals and your other and the other team is driving down the field long drives and they end in touchdowns, you can't you can't compete there. You can't be settling for three. Um, I'll bring in Ethan here. Ethan, what did you see from that AM game last week? Uh, well, I'm going to be honest. I didn't really watch most of it. But uh, from the parts I did see, it definitely looked like Mississippi State, um, part of my French year, but had their shit together. You know, I feel like AM really didn't know what to expect from Mississippi State, or it looked like they may have been caught off guard. But I mean, Mississippi State is probably a team that they really should handle. So other than that, I. Thought it was a pretty good game. Um, but yeah, Mississippi State just took care of their business at the end. Desmond, what about you? Obviously, Ethan made some really good points there. And I definitely agree with him to the point that it should have been a winnable game. But again, you know, AM ends up in the losing column. And now you got to avoid a three and three start. Yeah. George, I mean, hey, you called it last week. You said that AM has typically struggled against the air raid offense. Which I know you brought up the stats, but I was like, okay, but they're also been playing very well lately. So they should be able to handle it. But 400 yards passing given up, and then Calzada's not reaching to what they're giving up, that just didn't work out at all. And then now Adam's on the verge of starting SC play 0 and 3, and they're going up against a very tough Alabama team this week. Yeah, and I think that's the biggest thing there is Calzada didn't reach to that to that mark we had talked about these last few weeks. I don't know about you, Desmond, but I feel like I've given him the benefit of the doubt these last few weeks saying, you know, yeah, he's still trying to learn the playbook. He's still trying to get the offense moving, but I I don't, I don't know what else to say. I can't defend him if he doesn't show, you know, what he's got. He only had 20 pass attempts, 20. How do you pass for 20 attempts and expect to win? Like, I'm going to be completely honest. Let's go look at, let's go look at any other team in college football. How do you think that, you know, even Spencer Rattler two weeks ago, he only had, what, 18 pass attempts or something? And we'll get to Spencer Rattler in Oklahoma in a few few minutes here. But I don't know. I just feel like it was a bit disappointing to see AM have to get the ball back with a chance to try to win the game. And instead, Calzada takes a safety, and that's your ball game, really. I mean, let's just – I think the best way to sum it up was – the fans in the stands were more impressed with the bird. I don't know if you saw this meme, Desmond, but there was a bird that was on the field that was going back and forth on the field, probably, oh getting, probably getting more yardage than the AM offense combined. 
And uh, the fans were cheering for the bird to get onto the Jumbotron more than AM to score. And that just sums <laughs> up the game last week. Uh, but this week, you talk. Oh, sorry about that. Uh, I had to bring this up, man. It kind of reminds me of the black cat that was running on the field. The right? Cowboys? Yeah, yeah. Giants and, uh, Cowboys. And that was basically the most entertaining thing of the night for the Giants. So, yes. It kind of reminded me of that. I had to point that out. Oh, it, it's, uh, it was one of those things where it was really exciting. But if we're cheering for a bird, hello? <laughs> you know, like, where, 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 what's going on, really? Um, but, Needless to say, obviously Alabama comes into Kyle Field. It's probably going to be one of those electric atmospheres that Kyle Field always brings. Alabama, Nick Saban has has uh, said that he's been really impressed with the AM defensive line. And, and when they can do things good, they, they do it really well. And I don't know if Saban's saying that just to give him give AM the benefit of the doubt and this being an interesting game, or it's the fact that he's actually impressed. I don't buy either way. I think he's more just saying that out of a common courtesy. I got the Alabama Crimson Tide coming in here, steamrolling the Aggies, 45 to 23. If it's closer than that, I'll be happy. Um, personally, I just think AM's got to start off strong if they want to win this football game. I almost said basketball. <laughs> if they want to win this football game. Um, but they're going to start three and three, and they're going to have to regroup here over the last, last six of the season. Desmond, I'll go to you. What about this game in Kyle Field on Saturday night? I'm big here, George. We talked about this before the podcast, but I think Anum's actually going to cover the spread. Now, hear me out. Yes, they've struggled the last two weeks, but Anum's always been one of those teams that has at least, for the most part, been able to compete with Alabama. And as you said, Nick Saban just said he's impressed with it. If Nick Saban says something, he must see something. Nick Saban's a great coach that he can't underestimate. Um, so I'm going to say 38-23. Alabama is definitely going to win this game, but I think AM covers that spread, and that will be my choice for covering the spread. Okay, yeah. Alabama is an 18-point favorite, so Desmond's taking that as his underdog of the week. Ethan, what about you in this game? Uh, so I kind of agree with Des here. I definitely think that um, AM is going to compete. They're going to keep it interesting in the first half, but I think that Alabama is just way too talented, you know, um, they're just going to come in, handle their business like they usually do. I got Alabama winning uh, 41 to 23. All righty. So some interesting scores. It looks like we're all in the same agreement that AM is going to get between – get around 23 points. Um, yeah. So we'll see what happens on primetime with every eye of national television watching this game as a hosts the SEC on CBS primetime game for the first time in school history. Alabama is an 18-point favorite, 7 p.m. kickoff in College Station. All right, let's move forward to Houston. Houston absolutely dominated Tulsa on Friday night last week, Desmond, and we kind of talked about this. We talked about that Houston was going to be able to, uh, you know, do this type of domination. They had the run game. They have the passing game now. Were you surprised at all in any way? I mean, 45 points, was, it was a 28-3 lead at the half. Yeah, I was very surprised, George. I know. I think last week I said I was, they were going to keep it close. I was a little nervous, but Clayton Toon, honestly, I, th- I feel like he's improving almost every single game. I mean, he only threw about 250 yards, but for, for us, for you, that's, that's good, man. And our defense held him to 30 rushing yards. I'm not complaining. The only thing that I can complain about is uh, I noticed our third down conversions. We've struggled a lot. 
Um, I think we're about 35% last three games converting third downs. Um, definitely, you know, something that we have to look into and get better on. Um, but I think this is a great momentum we have. Uh, the late four-game win streak going into uh, playing Tulane tonight. Okay, okay. What about you, Ethan? Houston and Tulane here um, on Thursday Night Football on ESPN. All right, so um, the Houston, in my opinion, they kind of ride or die on Clayton Toon. I mean, his performance usually determines the outcome of the game. If he plays well, then obviously they're going to win. And in the one game that they ha- he hasn't played well, they lost to Tech. So, I mean, I think it kind of rides or die on the shoulders of Clayton Toon. Uh, so really just depending on the type of game he has, uh, I think that Houston is going to win. They're definitely going to they're definitely gonna put on a good show, of course, Thursday Night Football. They usually play well in prime time. So I got Houston winning 35 to 18. Okay, Desmond, did you give your score prediction there? Or did you uh uh yeah, um as far as I think the spread was six, which honestly like surprised me a little considering told I mean Tulane's like what, like one in four or something like that? But I'm having 45 30 UH. Okay. Okay, yeah, I've got 41 23. I think uh Houston Clayton Toon, we kind of all hit on it. He he this team either runs with him or it or it just fall, you know, goes up in flames and don't 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 uh, count out McCaskill, running back. He had three touchdowns against Tulsa. He only had seventy five rushing yards, but when you can get it done in the end zone, I think that's really the matter. The, you know, the thing that matters the most. I think yeah. Houston was actually, I want to say they were four for four in the red in the red zone um, against Tulsa. And if you can do that, if you can do that, you're going to succeed no matter who the opponent is in in what way. I think it's worth mentioning Tulane kept it close with Oklahoma as well as for about a quarter, a quarter and a half with Ole Miss before those games, of course, didn't quite go their way. So we'll see what happens on Thursday night football. Six and a half point favorite for the Cougars. Tonight, 6.30 p.m. kickoff. Um, dare I say it probably be a better game than the uh, Rams-Seahawks game. That's also the NFL Thursday night game. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um all right, our two stepping around the state of Texas. We've only got two games before we look at the elephant in the room. But TCU and Texas Tech playing each other for the saddle trophy. Um, Desmond and Ethan, you guys know about, a lot about this game, considering Texas Tech um, is involved. But let's talk about TCU for a second. Zach Evans had quite the game against the University of Texas last week. And, of course, that TCU defense just has given up so many yards in the, in the last – few games it's just really hard for them to win solely on the back of Zach Evans Mm -hmm. but the Red Raider defense what's going on they allowed 70 to Texas and not doing so great what what, what's to expect in this game Des you want to go first yeah I mean I honestly picking this game I flip-flopped I think it's be a very close game I don't know who to choose TCU's played a little better. It's just Texas Tech secondary, man. They're just, I mean, we all saw what happened when they played Texas. So, I mean, <laughs> let's not lie. But um, also, Greg um, Columbia, who came in after Tyler Shaw went down, he's, he played, he threw it for like almost 300 yards, I believe. Um, he's not bad. He is a veteran. He started many games. And I'll see, I'm going to give the edge to Tech during this game. I'm going to say 41 31. I do believe that the home field advantage, definitely a homecoming week, I believe, 
Um, I read something about that. Um, I believe it's gonna be a close game, but I, I do give him the edge just this year. What about you, Ethan? Uh, so I'm kind of on the same page as Dez. Um, obviously, yeah, with allowing 70 points to Texas and then coming out and basically beating West Virginia, who almost beat OU 16-13, to 13, uh, we really don't know how to judge this Tech team right now because they're kind of all over the place. Um, I really think that Columbia uh, – is it Columbia or is it Columbia? I've always gotten confused with that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Go figure, I guess. Yeah, but I'm going to just say Columbia. Um, but, yeah, Columbia is honestly playing well. I think he's, he was playing a little bit better than Tyler Show, honestly. Uh, and they they obviously have their running starting running back out, Taj Brooks, and they got Sir Roderick Thompson in right now. I think they're going to continue rolling that offense. It's really on the shoulders of the defense, in my opinion. Um, but I, I honestly have Tech winning 41-27. to 27. I think it's going to be a little bit of a blowout at the end there. I think they're really going to get things going this year. This team is the real deal. Um, yeah, I have them winning 41-27. Well, I guess I'm on the uh, minority front here. I like Zach Evans. I like what I've seen from the TCU offense. I don't like what I've seen against this Texas Tech defense and the, and the spurts I've seen. And, of course, they did get that win last week against West Virginia, which was, you know, no doubt a big win. Uh, but – I think TC is going to take this one. I think TC is a good team. I think if they can get their their defense in check, they might be able to make a nice run here in the back half of the season. I've got the Horn Frogs winning this one 42 to 28. So should be an interesting one on Saturday night on ESPN's college triple primetime. TC is a two-point favorite. So we'll see where that goes. We're going to make this one quick before we get into the Red River game. UNT and Missouri. Let's just be real for a second. If this game is on our two-step through Texas, you know that the choices I had were not really great. Um, but the mean green might actually be on to something because this Missouri defense is just awful. I mean, it's not just bad. It's awful. I mean, when you allow almost 700 yards to Tennessee, uh, yeah, and you fire your defensive line coach, yeah, you know things are just not going great for the Tigers. Um, I think – you know, the biggest difference here is one's an SEC team, one is not. One is not. I got the Missouri Tigers winning this one, but this is my underdog of the week. I think, or I think uh, North Texas covers the 19-point spread. Really took the words right out of my mouth. I was supposed to be close, but the argument I had was one was SEC teams and plays a lot better teams. Missouri's going to win this game 34-20. Basically, going off with what uh, Des and George says, that I come, I'm, I'm going to go along with them here. Um, I really don't think this game is going to be that close. Um, I actually going to go with George here. I think UNT is going to upset Missouri. I got you. I got UNT winning 45 to 18. Now, I want to make it clear. I did not say they're going to win. I just said they're going to cover the spread. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry about that, George. No, no, you're good. You're good. Missouri's going to win 34 to 30, but it's a 19 point spread. Uh, whoever in Vegas made that a 19-point spread has not been watching Missouri's defense because this is just – yeah. Uh, but interesting. Okay, so we got a North Texas Mean Green fan over here rooting for uh, the win over the Tigers. Mm -hmm. But represent. there you go. There you go. We're going to talk about the elephant in the room now, the Red River rivalry. Of course, College Game Day is headed to the State Fair and the Fair Park, but – Let's talk about this game for a second. Sixth-ranked Oklahoma and 21st-ranked Texas. 
Guys, Spencer Rattler has not been himself. Uh, that's just pretty plain and clear. He's not been himself this year. He struggled in conference play so far, only having 15, not even 500 yards of passing. He has 499 and three touchdowns, two interceptions. Somehow was able to hang on to a win in Kansas at Kansas State last week. Something's got to give. Something's got to change. I think that's the biggest thing for this uh, Oklahoma offense. Let's talk about the other side. Sarkeesian, he plays his first Red River game. Um, you know, co- co- of course, coaching in the rivalry. He went to BYU, coached at S- USC. So this is completely, a completely new rivalry to him. And Texas coaches are one and two in their first game against Oklahoma with the only win being Mac Brown. So Charlie Strong and Tom Herman have lost their first time, their debut against the Sooners. Um, and then the, really the other thing is the Texas run game against the Oklahoma run defense. Bijan Robinson has been the story of the year for Texas. We saw him just pop off last week against TCU. But I think I think one of the things to forget about is Oklahoma's run defense. They're averaging two, they're only allowing 2.7 yards per carry. Uh, only allowed 474 rushing yards the entire season, only four rushing touchdowns. I'll go to you, Ethan, first. What do you want to see in this game between Texas and Oklahoma and Dallas? Well, thanks for that, George. Uh, one of the things that I definitely want to see is um, just an overall good game. I don't want to see a blow up from either side. You know, um, I feel like it's called the Red River Shootout for a reason. Um, I really want to see both teams play competitive defense because that's one of the things that we haven't seen the past couple of years. And even though they might run up the score, at least kind of show that they're competing on defense. Because like you said, they have uh, Oklahoma obviously has Spencer Rattler at QB. And Texas has uh, Bijan Bijan Robinson at running back. Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, I really expect both offenses to be. Um, the, I feel like they're kind of cooking something up for this game because I feel like they were saving a lot of plays. Uh, Texas was kind of playing a little bit conservative. You know, they tr- weren't trying to show everything before the OU game because we we all know how good of an offensive mind Sark really is. So I really think they're going to come out and they're going to throw something special in there. Um, and also another thing I want to see is I want to see Texas defensive line kind of break out this game because we know how talented they are. We know the five-star, the four-star recruits that they have on that line. And I really want to see them break out and put, put a little pressure on Spencer Rattler, kind of rattle him a little bit, you know, pun intended. But, um, yeah, I really think that those are kind of the main points that I kind of wanted to go over, um, about the game as well, so. Yeah, Desmond, um, what about you to add there? I, I was going to add something here in a second, but I'll let you go first. What, what do you have to th- see in this game against uh, Texas OU? First off, I was going to say, I kind of feel bad for Spencer Rattler just a little bit. I mean, I, I guess he may not have lived up to everybody's high expectations, but I, I saw a video of him getting booed by his own fans. Mm-hmm. This young man has led him to 5-0. and oh. Yes, it might have been the prettiest, but they are 5-0 and oh, sitting at a top-ranked spot in the number one of the Big 12. How are you going to boo him? I mean, you haven't lost. Um, so I, I do think that's definitely a, a negative impact on someone's mind. Yes, you got the mama effect, but it's still there, especially with a young college player like him. Um, might play come into effect here against a good team like Texas. We'll see. Um, but... It's going to be a great game. I mean, we may have jumped the gum on this Texas team just a little early um, on that early season loss against a team that was not bad, as we've seen. Um, 
and they've been playing great under Casey Thompson. Great. And that is why, unfortunately, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to give the upset pick this week to UT being OU. Hey, yes, sir. I just think Casey Thompson, they're, they're on the shoulders. Oklahoma has not played like we've seen dominant Oklahoma teams played. And Texas has been on a roll. Casey Thompson is a different breed. And this will be a great game to watch. Um, my score prediction will be 45-40, Big 12 shootout. Oh, boy. Talk about points being put up in the Red River oh, yeah. shootout. Um, <laughs> you know, I want to go back to something that Ethan said about, you know, pressuring Spencer Rattler and getting him rattled and getting him confused. We saw West Virginia do that. They sacked Spencer Rattler four times in that game. And let's be real for a second. That game should have been a West Virginia win. That should have been a win that clearly West Virginia had in, in the bag. And, you know, of course, a bad snap ended up being the difference. And, you know, Oklahoma gets the ball after the punt and they go down the field and win on a walk-off field goal. But that game was just not characteristic of Oklahoma. We didn't see their offense. And even last week, they were up, I think it was 28 to t- or 28 to 17 or something they were up. And all of a sudden, Kansas State came back and Oklahoma had to hang on. So I think this is, you know, kind of like what we were talking about with Clayton Toon, you know, being the, the up and down for Houston. Oklahoma rides and dies with Spencer Rattler. And I think it's going to be key here in this game. I actually as well, Desmond, have the Longhorns. This isn't an upset in my head. I really think that Steve Sarkeesian, we wrote him off way too early. I think this Longhorn team is better than we thought. I really think Sark has a really good offensive mind, hence why he was the you know offensive coordinator for Alabama in a, game, in a season where Alabama put up you know record offensive numbers. I've got the Longhorns winning this one 30-24. to 24. I think we're going to see some defense, but I do think Texas ultimately wins in a close one. Ethan, I don't think we got your prediction, but uh, go for it. Uh, so, like, I'm kind of going to go similar with you, George. You kind of took it out of my mouth as well. Um, I got Texas winning. I think it is going to be a little bit of a defensive game. Uh, I got Texas winning 34 to 24. Yeah, this game is going to be one of those ones that you look back and go, wow, what, how it changed the course of the season. I think we're going to see some Big 12 ch- chaos um, with this game causing that. Oklahoma State-Texas is going to be wild next week. We're going to get a Baylor-Oklahoma game that's going to be wild. I honestly couldn't even tell you right now who's going to win the Big 12 because I don't think if I whoever I say is going to win it just because of how much is going to change. Um, I think that's where the Big 12 is at. Similar to the Pac-12, I think the Pac-12 is very much you know out of a playoff spot, but the Big 12 might be able to still hang on to one if they can have somebody win who should win, um, i.e. Oklahoma, Texas, maybe even Oklahoma State. Um, Yeah, 11 a.m. kickoff on ABC, but it's preceded by College Game Day, live from Fair Park in Dallas. All right, we get to picking the games here today. We only got a few of them just because of uh, how much we talked about Oklahoma, Texas. But Desmond, I think I guess we have to address the fact that – I'm sorry. I'm sorry for jumping on the same upset as you. I guess uh, that's not how things can work this season. Uh, Baylor, as our upset last week, did not win for Desmond and I. Uh, it was a close game, though. You have to give uh, you have to give get Baylor credit. That was a defensive-minded Big 12 game that we probably should have seen coming uh, instead of a 41-31 to 31 prediction, as I said last week. 
Either way, Desmond, um, I am on a roll against the spread. Uh, whatever you, whatever I say, you probably should be taking to Vegas. I'm four and one against the spread. You are two and three, and uh, you're four and one in your upsets, and I am two and three in my upsets. So you know, I guess a nice little reversal um, there. Speaking of picks, Ethan last time was with us just over, just under a year ago. He was four and four in his picks. So Ethan, you're trying to break, get to a better mark there on your picks. Yep. Um, but we'll start with. Uh, the two teams that lost last week, the top 10 teams, Arkansas and Ole Miss, this game definitely lost its luster after last week's results. But, uh, you know, I think Sam Pittman obviously has a really good team right now. And Lane Kiffin didn't quite have his popcorn ready last week, um, as he said in the in the pregame interview. You know, get your popcorn ready and absolutely, you know, tanks the bed. A 28-0 halftime deficit to Nick Saban. Um, we'll do that for you. I think Matt Corral is a really good quarterback. I don't think he necessarily played bad last week. I think it was just the fact that Ole Miss took a lot of risks and they didn't pay off. Uh, let's go around the board here. Ethan, who you got in this game? What's the spread on that again, George? Uh, Ole Miss is a five-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Okay, five-and-a-half. Um, like, like you said, Sam Pittman, I mean, other than last week against Georgia, um, they are honestly a good team. Georgia was just better in that game. Like, they, they dominated Texas, like y'all said, earlier in the year. Um, they start, they were 4-0 uh, previous to that game last week. Um, I think this Arkansas team is definitely one team to watch this year, maybe in uh, New Year's Six Bowl or something like that. So I definitely have Arkansas winning in this game. I think they're going to get back to their form. I have them winning 37-15. to uh, 15. Wow, big win for the Razorbacks. Desmond, who do you got? George, Ole Miss's favorite, correct? That's correct. As you know, quarterbacks make audibles on the field. I have thrown an audible this week. This is my upset pick. Oh, okay. 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 No, George, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. This was the closest, maybe second closest game this week choosing. I was looking at it. I was like, okay, they both have similar records. Both have pretty great quarterbacks. And both got demolished by a top 10 team. I know I know Arkansas lost looks a lot worse because they put up zero against Georgia. But I, I'm, I'm still riding that Arkansas wave that you put me on. So I'm definitely going to say Arkansas this week, 27-13. Let's get it. Okay, so Desmond's changing his upset pick from Arkansas the tech, or from Texas to Arkansas. Um, I'm taking Ole Miss. I like Matt Corral. I don't think he necessarily played bad against Alabama. I think he just didn't really have an opportunity because on a lot of those fourth down plays, they were run plays. So that's not something something that Corral can, you know, option out of, or is this something that's his fault directly. Um, I did not like to play calling from Lane Kiffin last week, but I think he'll do better this week. Um, I like, and he'll, he'll redeem himself from last year's six interception game against Arkansas. Um, so I like Ole Miss winning this one, 31, 17. I will say Corral has improved a lot since last year. I think he threw like five or six picks in one game against yeah, Arkansas this, last year. Yeah. And that's he's doing like what one this whole year. Something like that. Yeah. So that's that's what I'm referring to. Is I think that's that necessarily um, something he'll bounce back and do. I do think uh, he stays in the Heisman race. I don't think a bad game against you know a horrible game against Alabama really. You know he, he played decent. It wasn't bad. It wasn't good. But um, yeah. All right. Another SEC matchup: Georgia Auburn. This is the Deep South oldest rivalry. They've been playing, I believe, since 
1904 or something ridiculous. Uh, Bo Nix somehow barely got the win against LSU last week, their first one in Death Valley since 1999. Desmond, I'm not even going to say much. Georgia wins this one. Georgia's the best team in the country. Sorry, Alabama. Georgia is by far the best team in the country. They win 41 to 20, and it might even be worse than that. Uh, Ethan, what about you? Um, is JT Daniels starting this week? Do either of y'all know? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. believe okay. he's a game-time decision. All right. Well, if he's starting, I either way, George, yeah, like you said, George, um, I definitely agree that Georgia is the best team in the nation right now. They have an NFL defense already. They have an NFL offense, um, five stars all around. I mean, um, but if J, JT Daniels is starting, they're definitely going to blow him out. If um, I think his name is Stetson Bennett. If he's starting, they're definitely going to blow him out. <laughs> I got Georgia winning. Uh, repeating their performance from last week. I got them shutting out LSU uh, 28 nothing. Wow, that would be a first in SEC history with three straight shutouts over SEC opponents. Desmond, what about you? George, that's what I've seen from Georgia last week. It, it doesn't matter who is that quarterback. They could throw in freaking NFL Trevor Lawrence in there, all right? <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> George is going to blow this team out. 51-21, Georgia's got a big dub. Yeah, Georgia, I want I want the AP voters to give some respect to the Bulldogs, okay? I'm oh, yeah. tired of seeing them only get nine or so first place votes. Come on. You really think they're not as good as Alabama? Please, please, come on now. That defense, that defense is scary. It's not just scary. If I had to face that defense, I would just walk away. I would just straight up run the other direction. I would have nightmares for weeks, George. <laughs> All righty, top five matchup that game day is avoiding because apparently they are so ingressed into the Red River game that we forgot that the Big Ten has a three versus four as the Penn State Nittany Lions visit the third-ranked Iowa Hawkeyes. Offense versus defense is going to be this game. Iowa has the best defense in the country. Penn State has a really good offense, especially with Matt Cl- uh, with uh, Clifford at the at the quarterback. Hel- oh, you know, quarterbacking that play. I like the Hawkeyes. They swarm, you know, teams really, really well. They just are overall a really good team. But offense, you gotta have you have to score. There's anything I learned about this A and M team is you can't just ride your defense. You have to have offense. I think Iowa's the same way. You can have a really good defense, but if you can't score offensively. Except for last week's game against Maryland, Iowa's offense has been suspect. There's been questions about how good is this off uh, Iowa offense. I'm more inclined to say the Penn State offense is really good and they can work on their defense and they'll be able to hold this Iowa offense. I've got the Penn State Nittany Lions winning this one really close, 24-23. This isn't my upset. I think Penn State is a much better team than they ranked. Um, I don't know if I bought into this Iowa hype yet. I think, and I'm going to be on the record saying this, Penn State wins the Big Ten this season. Uh, Desmond, you're looking like you're surprised. Let's go to you first. I'm not surprised. I can see where you're coming from, Doris, but you do remember that Denver Broncos team when Peyton Manning was playing? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, you know, Peyton Manning wasn't the best quarterback. He was getting a little older, but the defense carried that team. And that is what's going on, George. As I say, defense wins championships. Yes, Iowa didn't perform that well, obviously. But the game was seven turnovers and six interceptions, George. A team's not going to win giving up those numbers. And this this Iowa defense is just amazing. They're, they're fantastic. And this 
Penn State rushing game is not good. They're averaging like less than four yards per carry. I think it's going to be close, but I'm definitely giving the edge to Iowa in this one, 28 to 20. Defense wins championships. Okay. Okay. Go ahead, Ethan. Uh, so I am kind of split on this game. I think it could definitely go 50 50. Like both of y'all made very, very good points. Uh, Penn State is obviously the better team, but Iowa, I think, has the better defense, which is kind of weird. But I, I really just think Iowa's defense is uh, one of the best in the country. Um, I think Iowa's going to end up pulling this out, and it's going to be a really big dogfight. It's going to be one of those close defensive Big Ten games that you always see. Uh, I got Penn State winning 17 to 14. Or I'm sorry, Iowa, Iowa, 17 to 14. I was going to say, hold on, you're, you're, you're doing a lead course, so you're going to take us down one route. And, right, yeah. And, 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 I just want to say, I, I was the favorite, all right? They're a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Hey, hey. <laughs> that is, might as well just be a coin flip. Yep. On uh, 3 p.m. on Fox is where you can find that one. All right, we're going to make go through these games a little bit quicker if we can so we can wrap things up. But we'll start with LSU-Kentucky. Kentucky shocked the world last week. I don't think anyone thought they could win, and somehow they did against top 10 Florida. They get LSU at home this week. We've seen some really good games between these two teams in the past 30 years, including that bluegrass miracle that LSU had. Um, I like Kentucky. I think LSU's offense has been really, really bad this season. Uh, I'm going to call it Coach O gets fired at the end of the season. Um, This team has completely fallen off their 2019 national championship plateau. Um, It's not even close. 34-27, I got Kentucky winning. And the only reason why this game is close is because of Kentucky making mistakes themselves. Desmond, go to you quickly. Sorry, last week, George, because last week I almost texted you asking, well, last minute decision, because I have a friend who's a Florida fan, and there's a Kentucky fan almost texted you asking if I could change my upset pick, but I'm not Coach Ever Myers. I don't cheat my teams like that. Um, so I stuck with it. Um, I feel like Kentucky's a lot better than people think. You know, they're coming on an emerge as an SEC team. I think it's going to be a close game, 24 to 1. I give it to Kentucky. Ethan, what about you? Um, not much to say here. I got Kentucky winning uh, 20 to 17. Yeah, should be an interesting one on SEC Network, the primetime game there. All right, Stanford, Arizona State. Arizona State's back in the top 25 after a few weeks. Uh, Desmond's former small school, getting it done in Tempe with Herm Edwards at the, at the uh, leading the charge. But let's talk about Stanford for a second. They're, they beat Oregon in overtime. They had that game mm-hmm. wrapped up, and let's be real, Oregon did not look good, and they're saying that C.J. Verdell, their running back, is out for the rest of the season, and Oregon, I think, is going to completely fall off the – face of the earth after that game. And I think uh, Stanford might do it to Arizona State this week. Uh, I like the way that McKee played. This is my upset of the week. I like Stanford to beat Arizona State in the Friday night lights on ESPN, uh, 34 to 27. Um, I think uh, Stanford's a really good team, and I think they need to start to get respected like one, uh, 34-27 Cardinal. Ethan, quickly. Uh, like you said, I think that it's going to be a really close game. Uh, Stanford de- Stanford's defense is honestly for real. I think they're going to uh, continue their role this week. I think they're going to beat Arizona State uh, 28-24. Glad I'm not on the uh, train by myself. Desmond, what about you? Uh, those are definitely respectful picks. Uh, I almost thought about that as well, but I can't deny my old small school. All right? They're not going to let me down this time. 
Arizona State's going to win this one. Okay, well, that's uh, Friday night, the late game on ESPN. Uh, final game, Wyoming Air Force. This is actually surprisingly a really good game in the group of five. Both teams coming into this game with four wins. Wyoming's undefeated, Air Force four and one. Um, but the Falcons have a really tough stretch uh, coming up. They face Wyoming, of course, Boise State, San Diego State, and Army. So this is going to be a really big stretch for them to see how they actually are, if they're good or not. Desmond, unlike you, I got to pick against my small school. I like Wyoming, but I think Air Force actually is the better team here. Wyoming's won everything close. I think Air Force, this game is close, but Air Force has definitely had the offense back up why I'm picking them this week. 42 to 34, Falcons. Into the wild blue yonder. Off we go. Into the blue. Da 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 da. I don't know the rest of the song. Ethan, we'll go to you. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. What was the game again? <laughs> Wyoming and Air Force is the game, and it's in uh, Colorado Wyoming Springs. I'm going to be honest. I haven't watched a single play from either team this year, but I uh, got to go with my, my boys Air Force. You know, I uh, got a couple of friends from the Air Force, so I'm definitely going with Air Force here. Um, I think it's going to be a pretty close game, 20 to 14. Okay. Desmond, what about you? George. Let's give it up for our boys, all right? You hear that, George? Barely, barely it's hear America. it. But... All right, Air Force going to win this one, 24-13. Glad we could agree on something here at the end of episode six of this fourth season. And Desmond, take a look at our small schools quickly here as we close out today's episode. UTSA, chug it along, but, you know, they, they, they run into – yeah, go Red Runners, exactly. Um, Bailey Zapp, uh, he's the Western Kentucky quarterback. He almost beat Texas Tech last year as a member of the HBU Huskies. So I'm a bit worried this week, but I do think uh, UTSA will pull it out. What about for you, Desmond? SFA literally had a 15-point lead that they went, that they You know what, George? You know what, George? Lucky win. Y'all got a lucky win. That's it, man. I We lost by one. Not a bad game. One loss in the season. Not too bad. We come back and play Jacksonville State. We'll be back on the ball. Don't worry about it. Yeah, Jacksonville State beat Florida State. I would be worried, my friend. I'm not, I'm not worried, George. All right? You know, Stephen F. Austin is an icon in Texas. All right? Don't, don't, don't disrespect him. Uh, any final thoughts there, Ethan? Uh, not much to go on here. Uh, but I got UTSA winning, um, I guess, Let's just throw out a score here, 31 to 14. Okay. All right. Well, that's going to close it out here for episode six of the fifth of the fourth season, episode number 60 overall. Look forward to talking to you next week. Courtesy and thanks to Ethan for joining us this week. And uh, from my colleague Desmond McLaughlin, I'm George Koff saying so long, and we'll catch you next week on the fifth quarter podcast. Take care. And as always, Giga Maggie saying go Cougs.